0: 5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go, brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Alright, so as I told you yesterday, we were going to spend some more time in the Abraham's dysfunctional family tree, but ultimately it's all God's dysfunctional family tree. And so, yesterday we talked about uh, Abraham lying, and, and, it, and it became a pattern. And we see it at least two times in scripture. And so, now we get into another issue is all right, so we know that that culture, and that culture was, it was a big issue to have children. Right? It was a big issue, and I'm saying today there might be issues depending on you know parents or family or whatever, but it was a big issue. Your identity was ultimately, especially as a woman, caught up in you giving birth, and not just giving birth, but giving birth to a son, because a son would pass along the family line. Now, why this is the most important thing that was happening with Abraham is because Abraham lots had lots of stuff. had lots of people working in the household. If Abraham dies, then this staff, this amount of people are going to ultimately end up on the street, you know, if there's no one there to be able to carry it on and carry it out. And so there was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure that was put on Abraham and Sarai to be able to, to conceive, give birth, and... They waited, because here's the other part about it. It's not even just the, the societal pressure, the cultural pressure, but it was also God told them that they were going to have a son, and they didn't have to worry about it. And it wasn't even that, even. It was even more. God was like, you know, you're going to have descendants, like as many as the stars in the sky, sand in the seashore. I said that yesterday. But God promises it to him multiple times, and it's like, well, I can't have descendants if I don't have a son, right? And this is where the dysfunction comes in, because Sarah's frustrated because she believes that she's barren. So she says, hey... You know, like let's just move this uh, whole thing of you know move God along, <laughs> and here here's the um, the the girl in our household who's uh, working you know probably as her attendant or some other form um, uh, of Sarah's. And so, what does Abraham do? All right, cool, whatever. Like, let's do this. Let's get it done. And so, Haggai is the the girl and Abraham lays with her. She becomes pregnant. She has a son. Now that's like, okay, um, is this going to cause any problems? (laughs) And what we do know is that it causes some major problems, because what Abraham does is that uh, Sarah kind of feels like she's the secondary citizen now, that he has an heir. She feels unimportant. And so she starts to look at Haggai like, you know, like, I don't want to see her. I don't want her around. And I mean, she's, she's uh, staring daggers at her every time she sees her. And so this is causing some issues because Abraham's like, well, I've got a son. And, you know, I've always wanted a son. And, but also now my wife's like, you know, wanting to kill them both. This isn't good. And so what happens? Uh, Sarah puts pressure on Abraham. Abraham says, you know, Haggai, Ishmael, like, you're going to have to leave. And this is a tough move, right? I mean, he's ultimately sending two people who rightfully couldn't defend themselves very well out on their own. But God promises, like he says, I'm going to take care of them too. They're going to become a great nation as well. But... This is like a a dysfunctional piece, right? Because you got this these kind of, you know, illegitimate children, you know, not from Sarah, not from the line, and now you've got this this dysfunction that's at work because Sarah is the one who proposed it and then she doesn't like it. And then it's like, this is going to cause bigger problems. You should have just waited on God, but you didn't. And now the dysfunction continues. Because what we're going to find out, even in this family line, right, it doesn't stop. The dysfunction doesn't stop. But once again, what we see is that God is faithful. Because even as they were rushing to get to the plan that they wanted to see, God's like, no, I still got something big for you. I still got something big planned, and, and even in your old age, Sarah, you're going to give birth. And, and this is something that they couldn't wait, and they pressured, and they moved, and now what you see today is this big issue, this dysfunction has continued, because it's Islam that kind of attaches themselves to the Ishmael story. So Abraham is a prophet, in, and of course in, in Islam, And they understand that Abraham is, you know, is a is a wonderful prophet. Abraham. um, If you think about uh, where Mecca is, and it's a big part of uh, Islamic tradition, I'm not going to go into all of the whole story. But if you want to know more, it's pretty fascinating. They believe that Abraham traveled to Mecca, and that's where they they established that place as a place to, you know, create a pilgrimage. Now you know what has also existed in the world with both Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. These people, these groups, have been at war with one another, even up until current day, right? So these are the problems that exist in dysfunction. But I always point back to, rely on, but God was faithful to his promises that even in dysfunction— God was faithful. He gave Sarah a child. They gave birth, right? They had a son, and, uh, and God was faithful. That promise that many descendants came from that place. All right, everybody, we're going to be back. We're, we're going to follow this same family line, and uh, we'll talk more about the dysfunction and God's faithfulness. So have a great day. Take care.